Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I'm so excited for today's episode because this is the one-year episode since I launched it in September of 2017 for this podcast. It's for learning about healing, transformation, potential, and radiant living. And I have a very special guest for you today that goes with the fact that this podcast is a part of the eWomen Podcast Network. If you're a new listener, I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. I am passionate about expanding beyond diet, exercise, and the medicine approach to the body and really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I am thrilled that this episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, something that has been very transformative and liberating for my own life. It is an online education and meditation practice for awakening and energizing your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. You can go to the show notes for a link to sign up for a free webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you, of course. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials, which talks about some of my favorite healing tools. Also, please like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is Feminine Leadership with Sandra Yancey. Sandra is on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Sandra is an award-winning entrepreneur, life and business transformation specialist for the Emmy award-winning TV show, The Doctors, multi-number one best-selling author, movie producer, and philanthropist. She is the founder and CEO of eWomen Network, the premier women's entrepreneur business community with over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters across North America. She is recognized by the International Alliance for Women as one of the world's 100 top difference makers and by CNN as an American hero. The eWomen Network Foundation she created has to date awarded cash grants to 115 nonprofit organizations and scholarships to 167 emerging female leaders of tomorrow. Sandra is featured in Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur's Soul, and her best-selling books include Relationship Networking, The Art of Turning Contacts into Connections, and Succeeding in Spite of Everything, which rose to number one in 10 categories on Amazon. Her movie documentary called The Glow Project is heralded by the Orlando Film Festival as, quote, one of the most inspiring movies ever created for women. Sandra holds a Master of Science degree in Organizational Development from the American University, Washington, D.C., and a two-year postgraduate certification in Organization and Systems Design for the prestigious Gestalt Institute. Sandra is married to her life and business partner, Kim, and together they are the proud parents of a daughter and son. Welcome to the show, Sandra. What a pleasure to connect with you today. Well, I'm especially excited because it's your anniversary. So happy anniversary. (laughs) 
How yeah. cool is that? I know. I'm so excited. You know, it's the year has gone so fast and it's just a, kind of amazing to me how it has just flown flowed and yeah. the the people the guests they've just you know a lot of them are e-women network members but they've just flowed and it's been um, a beautiful sharing of healing and potential mm. leadership and all of that good stuff mm, so wonderful well congratulations thank you so <sighs> your bio is amazing but more importantly i love how you touch the people who come to you know connect with you and who come to your events you know mm. i personally have loved attending your annual conference I've attended for four years and your platinum event for two years and you know what you uh, reach into people and bring out and heal and help them move forward in their business and their personal life is it's profound and you know I love that you incorporate angel cards and some meditation because I love that kind of synchronicity and all of that Um, but you know maybe share a bit about you you know a shift or healing transformation in your own life that really you know caused an awakening or a change um, to bring about your purpose. Yeah, you know, interesting, um, Dr. Rachel. Um, I, you know, I think that there's been some you know critical incidents that you know have shaped my life that happened you know, if I really look at it in many ways at a very unconscious level. I mean, now that I am in, you know, this season of my life and I've, you know, raised my children and they're, you know, off into the races. And, you know, when you're, when you're a mother and particularly when they're young, you know, there's just so much, only so many hours of the day, there's so much time. They take up so much emotional space, if not physical space. Oh, yeah. They're not in your presence. You're constantly thinking and worrying about them. Yeah. And at some level, that doesn't ever go away. Yeah. Uh, but um, but I but it gives it has given me a chance to uh, reflect. And I've always been a journaler. I've always been a meditator. I've always I've always done those things. But it's mm-hmm. it's given me more space to reflect on you know what really are the things that have shaped us. I think that's a great question and. Mm-hmm. So I would say to you, you know, unconsciously, uh, what I believe has shaped me is the fact that, you know, I was raised by a, a single mother. My my father died on my fifth birthday in a car accident. He was killed instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother raised us. And I had two older brothers, one that was just 13 months older than me, who had a major heart condition. He was born with a a hole in his aorta. And back then they didn't have the the research and the technology and all the things they have today. So um, unfortunately, my brother, um, while he survived two open heart surgeries, he ended up uh, dying in a car accident. Uh, When he was 27, I was 26. Mm. And, um, and unconsciously, I think what I, what I've learned that's, that I now realize has been an unconscious driver for me to shape how I live my life and the work that I do is that I just saw how hard my mother, you know, struggled raising three kids on welfare, my mother Mm. being from Mexico. Um, I'm first generation American. And so, um, she married her way of getting off of welfare was to remarry. And that's not, wasn't uncommon for women back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, she couldn't, it was hard for her to get a job. She was a, a master seamstress could make men's shirts, 
Um, and so she, you know, I didn't realize that she really was her own little entrepreneur, you know, mm-hmm. darning right. socks and making shirts. I mean, she did the little things to the big things to make ends meet until she remarried. And I think I, I unconsciously realized that I need to always be able to take care of myself. I mean, even though I married, a, 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 my husband became very, very successful. I didn't have to work. I have, since the day I've turned 16 years old, Rachel, I have never not worked a day in my life. I've just always had this need to be able to take care of myself and then my children mm-hmm. because I saw how hard my mother struggled. My brother, I became much more conscious when my brother died. He was 27, I was 26. And what I realized then was truly just how, uh, and he too was killed instantly in a car accident. They never took him to the hospital or anything. It was oh, straight my. to the morgue. And I, um, there was no saying goodbye. And for me, there was no getting over it for a really long time. And what it did for me was it just made me realize that you've got to go for it. I mean, you've really got to go for it. You've really got to go big because you really don't know how long you have. So two very different um, experiences. One I know that has shaped me unconsciously and one that shaped me very deliberately and mindfully. Oh, wow. Yeah, and to to be aware of that, like that tragedy and how that... um, how that drives you or participates in uh, your values really is really powerful for you to be aware of. Yes. Yeah. A lot of reflection. And I think, I think to your point, um, you know, the, the subtle message in that is that I do believe that one of the true core, if not the core, almost, almost number one, I'd have to think and just to make sure that there isn't something that, you know, precedes it. But no question, I believe that success is a lot about, you know, learning, unlearning and relearning and just always staying a student and always being open to new information. And it's not just work information. It's not just learning how to read your numbers. It's not just understanding technology and what's the new way to reach a client online and, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. It's really about your own personal development, your own self-awareness, your own self-study of understanding, your own desire to be better and to make modifications and to understand that the things that got you to where you are today may not be the things um, that get will get you to that next stage you want to go to. In fact, they may get in your way mm. got you to where you are today, could get you, could get in the way of you getting to that next level of desire. Oh gosh. Right. I mean, me, being open to something new, you know, yeah. and like we can learn a lot, but we don't want that to close us off. We want to yeah. stay open. But, but it's it, counterintuitive, I think, because once you're on a, um, once you have, you know, started to really see things click along right? You almost just want to do more of that because it worked, not understanding. Mm -hmm. I think so many people feel like their businesses have plateaued when they start to kind of level out a little bit. And I've learned that there's really no plateau in business. It's really Mm -hmm. a launch pad. What most people label a plateau really is your business talking to you. If it had a voice, what it's really saying to you is, hey, you know, what you've been doing has worked really great, but I'm craving you know, a new way. I need new information, new ideas, new approaches, new mm-hmm. technologies. Please stop doing what you've been doing. It's yeah. a shift. 
Right. And, and it causes, it causes us to have to unlearn things that have historically worked very, very well, but ultimately really get us jammed up. Right. Oh my gosh. I love that. It makes me think of the day I finished my doctoral degree. Mm -hmm. I was saying like, I never have to take another class again. I don't have to take another test. And I felt so free. And then it wasn't until later where I, you know, I was like, oh, actually we're just getting started here. And now I want to know why am I overwhelmed on the inside and stressed out. And here I've gotten every thing I've ever wanted and I want joy and it just really shifted things so I had to unlearn and relearn I love how you said that exactly and then relearn right yeah so I just wrote a quote in a couple of journals that I have for my sons and Mm -hmm. it says learning is a treasure that will follow its owner everywhere it's a Chinese proverb. Love that. I love that. But so these journals, I was inspired by you because you talked about having a journal that you For shared. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then one that you had with your children that, or was it just Brianna? Brianna. Just right Brianna. back to each other. And so I, when you shared that, I went home and I bought a couple journals, one for each of my sons. And now I write notes and then I get these lovely little notes back. But just the yeah. other day, I put that quote in their journal and I thought, oh, I can do kind of more quotes like that to kind of sh- show them what I believe and what are our family exactly. values and things. Exactly. I think those are the little, you know, nuggets that even if it doesn't resonate with them now, they will they will come back to that or they will embark on an experience that will trigger an awareness from that little you know, golden tip that you shared with them. You pl- it's like planting the seed that might take a, a while for it to break surface and fully bloom, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I just love, you know, that I got that special tidbit or, you know, something I could do with my sons from you. And every time I'm with you, I take away something, you know, really powerful that I can apply in my relationship with my husband or my children yes. or my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think of you, you have this, um, you know, the topic today is feminine leadership and you have this, you like this epitome, I think of female leadership that I've witnessed in my own life because uh, you have this like continual growth um, value and authenticity and how you, you are so ingrained in your core values. Yes. Yeah. So what would be some, you know, some of your thoughts on feminine leadership? Well, you know, I do believe that, you know, you know, and this this will be controversial for some to hear, I'm sure. But, you know, there's that there's an adage that a lot of people um, talk about, and that is, you know, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. And I actually don't believe in that. Yeah, me too. I, I actually believe that, you know, when you are faking something, you are not acting in integrity. And, you know, particularly, you know, if your customer is, um, is a woman or women, uh, you know, not that men don't, but I do know that women are highly attuned to that sixth sense, to when something just isn't connecting, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like it's, it's okay for us. It should be okay. I give myself permission. I guess let me speak in the first person. I give myself permission 
to acknowledge when I'm in new territory, when this is, you know, when I haven't been my best self, when, you know, I'm learning through this, you know, mm-hmm. bear with me for a minute. Um, please extend me some grace as I manage this area that is has been up until now, you know, unknown to me. I think that, you know, trying to fake it, I think that's a, that's dangerous personally. And I, and I think we have to ask ourselves, you know, do we want, do we want to develop relationships? I mean, I think, I think all of life is really about relationships from relationship with self to relationship with the people that we love in terms of friends to, you know, parenting our children, the love of our life, our partner, mm-hmm. you know, the love of our clients in business. I mean, all of life is about relationships. And I think that the best relationships are the ones that are built on authenticity and integrity and not when you're faking it and behaving as an imposter. I just think you're setting yourself up for greater disappointment when you, you know, behave inconsistent with your your belief. I mean, every master was once a disaster. I don't care who they are. <laughs> that's really what differentiates an amateur from a pro. That's why grandparenting, I believe someday is going to be easier for me than parenting because I've been through it. I understand it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the only thing that differentiates an amateur from a pro is experience and wisdom. And so giving yourself goes back to our original conversation about just being a student and letting people know that you're in that area right now. You're learning about this. You also give permission for people to know that they too can remain a student mm-hmm. and they too will never develop enough mastery to be in a position where they don't, that they need to stop learning. Mm-hmm. You know, so self-awareness, I think, is a is a big piece of it. Great relationships and and, you know, being able to risk, you know, telling people when you're working through apologizing when you've screwed up, you know, and, and yeah. asking for forgiveness, you know, I think is an important part of not only to yourself, but to the people that you love, to the people that you serve. Mm hmm. That's so true. And then, so how, how, you know, as a woman who is trying to balance it all and can do, or I guess maybe you don't believe in that all, <laughs> like I can do it all. No, I do believe you can do it all. Yeah. And I think you can have it all too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Expand on that. Yeah. I, I do believe that we can have it all. And I'm very concerned about uh, people that are not, that are saying there's no such thing as balance. I do mm-hmm. believe in balance. What I also know is, you know, what you think about is what you bring about. So be careful what you're thinking, because if you start to believe and think that there is no such thing as balance, you're going to prove yourself right. You'll prove yourself that there isn't balance. Mm-hmm. But I believe there's enough time for everything that you decide is important. So let me say that again. I believe that, you know, everybody has the same amount of time in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same amount of minutes. To my knowledge, at least right now, there's nobody that gets a minute more or a minute less. Right. So the question is, I always say, I look at people that I admire, that I that I um, hold high, people that I want to emulate, that I want to learn from. And I always have to ask myself, what are they doing with their day, with their time that I'm not doing? Because in the end, that's the equalizer. We all have the same amount of time. 
Mm, And what I've learned is that everything that I decide is important, I will have time to do. And so it's really not a matter of managing time. To me, it's not about time management. It's about boundary management. Mm. So I think as women, what we need to do, I think there are five, for me, there are five pillars of things that are important to me. One is self-care. The other is relationships, right? With, in particular, my my family Mm -hmm. um, and my spouse. There is parenting, which I think is a different relationship with children, right? And then there is, um, you know, relationships with, you know, friendships and relationships in your business. And for me, what I've had to do is say, what what boundaries am I going to put around what I believe are the five most important things in my life? And now what that gives me, that gives me fuel for my yeses on the things I'm going to say yes to. But it always it also gives me power for my nose. What it does is allow me to say no to the things that I have decided I'm that is not one of my boundaries, that I'm not going to give up my time, my resources, my you know, my thinking, my energy to things that aren't important to me. And I think that when you manage time, you're just managing the clock. And when you manage boundaries, you're managing your life. And that, that to me creates, creates a big difference. I mean, my favorite quote is success in every area of your life isn't for the chosen few. It's simply for the few to, who choose it. How you choose it becomes whether you manage your boundaries, what you say is important. You'll always find time, I promise. Wow. What you decide is important versus managing the clock because you'll always run out of time. Time always runs out. Wow, beautifully stated. I love that. That's so cool. Something else I want to have you kind of talk or speak to today was about, you know, relationship at home, whether that's, you know, our significant other. Um, in, In feminine leadership, I think, you know, there's the type A or the, you know, the constant go or intensity that we can have. And I've heard you speak about how, you know, as women, maybe we don't bring that same energy, you know, or archetype into the home. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, people ask me all the time, I will be celebrating 40 years with my husband. I met him when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, you know, in high school, he was five years older, a drummer um, on Capitol Records. And, you know, we probably did not have, if I think back to it, the maturity and the wherewithal, the skills and the knowledge to make our relationship work to make it last and now we work together right and raise Mm -hmm. two children we've raised two children I guess you're never done fully raising we have one that's married you know and uh you know our our daughter who is 26 and our she's 27 and our son who is uh 23 Mm -hmm. and and you know he's still figuring it out and all of that and and what I can tell you is that um You know, I believe that as, you know, I guess Kurt Lewin, let me phrase it this way. Kurt Lewin, who is a behavioral psychologist from a long time ago, I studied him when I was um, when I was doing my master's. And um, he had an approach that I just never forgot. And what he said was 
uh, behavior, meaning how you choose to behave, is a function of two things. You, an individual, you as an individual, you as a person, and the environment that you're in. So my message here is it's not about changing. It's about choosing to behave differently based on the environment. You're going to bring yourself to every environment that you're in. And, you know, some of you that if you like to meditate like I do, you behave a certain way. Now, I don't necessarily get into the lotus position when I meditate, but I do get very centered and I do get very quiet, Mm -hmm. right? And I put myself in a certain environment, in a very quiet place, I often light a candle. You know, I mean, just I behave a certain way. For people that might be listening that maybe go to church and worship, whatever your religion would be, uh, might be, for those of you that choose to do that. At least for me, I mean, I was I was raised in a very traditional Hispanic and Catholic environment. And so we went to church, right? And mm-hmm. I learned that in the Catholic church, you behaved a certain way. Rachel, when we're together, you and I, and we're at the Platinum event for two and a half days, just with an intimate group of 100, 125 people, we tend to, it's a safe environment, and we tend to make choices and behave a certain way, right? When Mm -hmm. we're in in front of a boardroom and we're getting ready to make the presentation of our life, the biggest uh, contract we might ever get, we will be prepared and we will behave a certain way in front of that client environments choose your behaviors. Well, I believe the same is true as a woman, because people ask me all the time, how have you been able to, you know, run this multi-million dollar global business and keep your marriage and your husband works in the business and you're the CEO and, and, you know, he is the chief marketing officer Mm -hmm. uh, and the president. And what I say is I'm really clear on, I'm really clear on my environments, which is another type of boundary when you really think about this, right, Mm -hmm. which is another boundary and how I choose to behave in that environment. And so for me at work, there's just no question that I'm the CEO. In fact, Kim joking, my husband's name is Kim. He jokingly says, I'm the second banana. And he, he's even walked around with a banana in his pocket. I'm just yeah. second banana. <laughs> you know, we've got to go ask the queen. Kind of. <laughs> so I have all, so we have jokingly, it's our, just our little vernacular, said that I'm the queen of the business and he's the king of the house. Okay. And what I can tell you is when I pull into my driveway, you know, into my garage, if we, on the days that we drive separately, we don't always drive together. You know, I consciously kind of think to myself, okay, Sandra, you're in a new environment. Take the CEO hat off. And I visualize myself putting, opening the glove box, putting it in the glove box, closing it. And I walk in and I, I don't know, but I actually relish just becoming you know, so less responsible for yeah. <laughs> running every darn thing and being able to relinquish, you know, to my king. I, to me, it's a relief, mm. you know, and I just know that it also, for Kim, it makes him feel that he he finds his equal footing in our relationship, you know, and right. he'll say to me on the days we want to go out to dinner, you know, you want to go out to dinner tonight or you want to cook in and I'll say, you know, let's go out tonight, you know, and he'll say, where do you want to go? And can I tell you, Dr. Rachel, sometimes I am so craving some Mexican. <laughs> All I want to do is say, get me in front of gu- some guacamole. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned to say, because I want to, I've learned to just say, you know, honey, 
I just, I'll go anywhere. I just want to be with you wherever you want to go. As long as I'm with you, I'm happy. And you know, we often end up going to the Mexican restaurant. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just seeing him smile and feel wanted, not necessarily needed, but wanted and appreciated, you know, means the world to him. And so I just make adjustments. You know, when you talk to your customers, you make adjustments when you're talking to them. You want them to know how much you treasure them, how much they matter, how much you listen, how passionate you are to serve them, to deliver, to fix the problem, to say, I'm sorry if I goofed up. You want them to know you care and you, you adjust. I think sometimes at home, we take it for granted. Mm. Yeah. And I've heard you say too, like as women, it's so common that we emasculate our men. Oh. And yeah, I mean, I, I see that here and there and I make a point not to do that kind of thing. But um, that was just a powerful, it was a powerful thing for me to hear you say that so that I could become aware of that in my own life. I say this so lovingly, it often gets a big laugh, but I, I don't really mean it to be a joke. But you know, the truth of the matter is men... How wonderful that they are very simple creatures. And yeah. I just women overcomplicate them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to say, lighten up, you know, lighten up. And, you know, men want to be and should, because we I think as women, we have our own desires to be wanted and needed and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really easy when you're a type A driven. CEO to, you know, think that you have to be in that role all the time. And I've just learned to relish the break. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I grew up with, I have three older brothers. And so I just hear that, like, they're very easy. They're very easy to be around. And (laughs) Right, touch that man. You know, I know people that hold their dogs and cats and pet their dogs and cats more than they reach over and just, you know, rub against their husband or, yeah. or grab his, just grab his hand and, you know, the top of his hand and put your fingers, you know, your, your nails and just, you know, I mean, I just, when we're driving, I'll just reach over, you know, and just rub from the top of his, where his elbow is all the way down, you know, and just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, just letting him know. I mean, men are just so physical in that way, you know, including and beyond just sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that. So anything else you want to speak to around feminine leadership for our listeners? I would say one thing that I, that we haven't uh, talked about explicitly, but I would say that I think to be a really great leader and particularly a female leader, we have to give ourselves permission to listen to our heart as much as we listen to our head. It's counterintuitive for those of us that have, you know, spent a lot of time Um, and resources in formal education, because we've been taught to look at things logically, to make, to discern things, you know, in a very um, decisive way that it's all got to add up and, and make sense and all of that kind of thing. And what I know is that, you know, if you listen to your heart, it will always remind you that something is missing. And it's important to pay attention to that. Your heart just it just knows things that your mind can't quite explain. It, it has, it's, 
its own language that is different from your mind's language, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you know, I just don't believe that you can build a, a, a mission and a passion or a million dollar business, however big you see your dream being, which by the way, is less about money and more about freedom. And I just want people to earn the freedom that they deserve. It's tied to money because the more money you make, the more freedom you have to write bigger checks for your causes, mm-hmm. the injustices, your voice, you serve more people. I mean, just there's just so much tied about it, but it's really about freedom, you know, to live a really big life. And, you know, I just think that, you know, your your heart knows what to do to really heal itself. And the challenge really is for us to to really silence the mind. That's why I think that, you know, meditation is is so important. In fact, mm-hmm. you know, silence, the word silent, you know, if you rearrange the word silent, it actually spells listen. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You know, and <laughs> you know, your vision will become really clear when you can look into your own heart. You know, yeah. I think someone said, I'm not sure who it was, it's not my quote, but it's one of my favorites, you know, those who look outside dream and those who look inside awaken. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a real feminine leaders honor their hearts messaging and guidance as much as their head and there's room for both. Okay. You've given me goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think some of the listeners listening today, you know, maybe this kind of conversation is waking something in them that they know there's a, a different potential for them or, or a calling. Yes. Yeah. It's there, but sometimes you can't put your finger on it. It's because I think you're trying to think so logically about it and get, you know, I think it's, I said silence, but it's actually silent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is listen um, now that I, I hear myself, but I, I think that, that we just need to know that there is, you know, I mean, your life is absolutely on purpose, no mistake about it. And your story, my story is critically important consciously and, and unconsciously going back to the very beginning in terms of how it shapes us. And I just want everyone to know that your dreams count and your voice matters and you were born to live brave. And when you are in alignment, you know, with that head and heart and you learn how to stop the stinking thinking, that's when you're in your head too much and you get quiet. You know, your heart is like, um, your heart is kind of like your, your soul's um, GPS. I mean, it, it talks to you and it tells you to recalculate when you're off course, if you mm-hmm. get quiet. You know, and it will tell you, you've arrived, (laughs) you you know, when you know you've nailed it. And that's a very powerful feeling, not just thought, but feeling. So being able to celebrate uh, so much is, is, takes you to, at its maximum level, takes you to a place where you really begin to value your heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sandra. Absolutely. So what would be the best way for the listeners to continue learning more from you? Well, I mean, there's two ways, right? I mean, the what the first and obvious way is through E Women Network, E for Entrepreneur Women Network. 
And, uh, and when you go there, it's a robust site and you can click on locations. I'm doing a, a uh, 18 city tour this year that starts um, October the 11th and goes into next year. Um, so that's one way. And I would love to see you at our chapter events. And of course, our managing directors are all incredible people. Our podcast hosts, such as yourself, our premier coaches. I mean, it's a community. We really are a community with real core values. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a wonderful place to connect. If you want to connect with me more personally, then you can go to Sandra Yancey. And it's Y-A-N-C-E-Y. Don't forget the E in Yancey.com. And there is a, I posted a, um, a download, if you want it, from when I was on the doctors. Um, and I really helped a woman transform and really design the life of her dreams, not just in work, but really create a full, you know, life. What's you know, that whole boundary management? So if you'd love to get access to that, it's free. Just scroll down to the bottom and it will, I'll show you exactly how I work with my private clients and specifically this woman from the doctors to truly design an entire personally and professionally life of her dreams. And um, you can download that and guide you on my seven step process. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. For the listeners, I hope they get that. Those um, web addresses will be in the show notes. Again, what a pleasure to be with you, Sandra. I appreciate being with you today. And happy anniversary, Dr. Rachel (laughs) Whetstone. I am so happy. What an honor. Thank you so much for thinking to include me on this most special day. So You know, it it lined up perfectly and it was really, you know, it was almost by accident, but not, you know. Right. There are no accidents. (laughs) Right. We know that. We know that. (laughs) Exactly. Perfectly imperfect on time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Or divine perfection. Exactly. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes. If you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. And I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind, and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. For the links to download and subscribe, go to rachelapp.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.